Hey, are you thirsty for some inspiration and good energy? Why not sip on a piping hot cup of spiritual tea? If you want to get the real life juice, simply listen to the podcast with Mama Goose. Welcome to a new episode of the Mama Goose Show, where we aim to provide a safe platform where no topic is off limits, no opinion is looked down on. We aim to help you through those tough and sometimes unexpected situations. Am I an expert? Heck no. I simply speak straight from experience and tend not to sugarcoat it. Need a place to vent? Need help thinking through an issue? Want to start healing from those past hurts? Join the Mama Goose Show for new topics and issues that are a matter of the heart. This is where your healing process begins. Don't keep Mama Goose a secret. Tell someone to tell someone. See you soon on the next episode of a Mama Goose Show podcast that is aired on Anchor.fm and YouTube. Welcome to a new episode of the Mama Goose Show. Let me ask y'all something. Did y'all hear that intro? Well, let me explain. I actually got that created for the Mama Goose Show that airs on YouTube every Monday and maybe once um, on a Saturday a month. I never know when I'm going to air on Saturday, but um, every Monday um, we air on YouTube. And so I wanted a visual introduction and I was given this as the audio part to use on Anchor. And I am so excited. So you guys no longer have to hear, you know, that little intro that I do um, each episode. Anyway, moving right along. Today, guys, I want to share some news with you. During the month of June, the two episodes that's going to air on YouTube is titled Financial Literacy, right? And I thought it was a good time to discuss our finances. And the reason why I say that is because I, I look at how some people, you know, struggled through COVID, how some people prospered through COVID. And so for the month of June, I kind of just wanted to get with an expert, you know, because like I say, I am not an expert. I just go by my experiences anyway. And we know that it seems like everything is increasing. I mean, from toiletries to gas to food, you know, I don't even buy chicken anymore. I'm just saying. You know, every now and then I'll splurge. That's what I call splurge on chicken. (laughs) Nonetheless, um, I did not grow up in a household that took the time to talk about money. And when I say that, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys, you know, out there that are listening 
um, had parents that said, you know, come on and sit down at the table and let's talk about the bills that's coming in. Let's talk about the money that's going out. I didn't. I'm just saying, you know, and then, you know, I ended up, you know, getting jobs as far as um, as a teenager goes during the summer. Right. And because I knew even though my mom didn't discuss money, I knew that, you know, that was some struggling going on, you know, in my household. You didn't, you, you, she didn't have to tell me. I mean, we, we didn't lack a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? But when I got summer jobs, I decided to um, lay away my school clothes, which meant that, you know, my mom no longer had to worry about my school clothes she just only had to worry about my sisters right and so you know as time went by and I I grew up graduated high school um I had babies and I moved you know got my own place right let me tell you guys a story (laughs) I got what I consider to be my first office job and when I say my first office job it was a job that had certain um, criteria as far as dress code is concerned, meaning that, you know, they were strict about it. You had to dress accordingly, professionally, you know, so me being my first job, you know, I was like, okay, well, I got to, you know, get a few items. Um, Anyway, (laughs) the job that I had gotten, I had a relative that worked there and I still not named her um but this relative point of view of pay yourself first (laughs) was to you know get our paycheck every Friday and we going shopping right and so that actually put me in a position where I've always found myself and and you know, it wasn't her fault because, you know, it was things that I chose to do, but I felt like, you know, I, I heard it enough time, you know, from her that it was something that I actually had picked up. And so I found myself struggling paying my bills, um, you know, and messing up my credit. Anyway, as time went by, And we're going to fast forward just a little bit. You know, I don't want to have you guys here and then just give away all of the information that you're going to get when you watch the visual version of the Mama Goose show that airs on YouTube. And I'm going to say that again. Uh Slight plug. Um, Anyway, you know, as time went by, as, as I was growing up as an adult raising my children, I didn't have a savings account. Now, one thing I, I did do um, that she, act, this person actually introduced me to was to like open up a, a, a what they call a Christmas savings account at this particular mutual bank that was down the street from the job. And I, you know, put money there to save so I would have you know money to buy my children some Christmas stuff, right? So that was a good thing. And that was the logistic <laughs> of my savings. That was it. That that was all as far as savings go. I didn't have any idea that, you know, you should save at 
towards at least having six months of reserve for your your essential bills, you know, to, to live should anything um, happen, should you lose your source of revenue, income. Anyway, I um, found myself getting, you know, a credit card after credit card. Who one time, I promise y'all, I sat back and I realized that I had gotten myself in so much debt that it really blew my mind. And I was sitting there thinking like, how am I going to pay all this? Um, And I'm not telling anyone to do this. By no means whatsoever am I suggesting that you do what I did. Nonetheless, I had a Kia Sportage car note, $429 a month. Y'all, okay. Yes, interest rate high. Yes, because of my credit. And so when I moved to um, Douglasville, Georgia in 2003, I was so stressed out, not with just financial problems, but I was having some what I consider um, parental problems or should I say um, children problems. Anyway, I was stressed. I had even gotten to the point, you know, it's another story, but with finances being the way they are and, you know, me having these personal problems, I, I was at my wit's end. And so what I did was I decided that I was going to file bankruptcy and I didn't want to file what they call Chapter 13. I didn't want to make no payment plan to pay it off. I just wanted to file bankruptcy, period. And so I did. I filed Chapter 7, right? And this gave me some relief. However, I was not able to, (laughs) as many of you know, I was not able to file bankruptcy on anything that I owed the government. You know, I'm just saying. Anyway, that still gave me a little um, relief, you know, that, okay, I don't have to worry about this. Even though I had a voluntary um, repo and a voluntary repo on my credit as far as the car was concerned, I did not care. I was, I, I could breathe. I felt like, okay, I can breathe now as far as my finances go. Yet, I still did not have any savings, right? And so I was still kind of like, you know, struggling. I was still struggling a little bit. Anyway, the church that I attend, and I am kind of like, you know, just bringing you guys like up to date. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went to school, you know, got a student loan. This was in 2004 and 2006. So here I am, stuck with a student loan. Somehow, before I, the student loan was on my credit, by the graces of God, even without a savings account, I was able to buy me a home. But it had nothing to do with my finances. That's another story. 
Anyway, I get in my home. You know, you get a, you get in your home. Now, guess what? Oh, they getting ready to send you credit card after credit card after credit card. And guess what, y'all? Found myself, bam, back into credit card debt, right? Because I've never had any type of real, true finance education, honestly. Um, and so everything I, I, I've done, I've kind of learned on my own. How I ended up with seven credit cards again, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess, you know, just saying yes or filling out those forms that comes in the mail. Now I tear up each and every one of them. Um, nonetheless, find myself back. And so now I got two student loans on my head where one was co-signed by my dad. And anytime I miss a payment, they want to bother him. And he's, you know, he's, he's calling me and it's like, okay, I can't take this. I can't take this. And the church that I attended, well, still attend the church that I, I attend actually had one of the ministers do a financial course one time and when I tell you that was when I decided this is the day this is the day that I get my finances in order right and that included getting more life insurance on myself and getting life insurance period on my children just beside you know in addition to the little $4,000 at the time that was um, provided through my job, um, right? Because, you know, job, they give you, well, my job gives me a little extra at the time. They're now grown, so that doesn't happen anymore. But I had to, you know, get some extra life insurance over, over them. So it's like, okay, well, I got to do all this. But what she taught was, you know, that it's biblical that we should not be in debt, number one that we should owe no man number two you know so and number three was when she said this we become slaves to them anyway that stuck with me so I was like oh no Mm-mm. so I called the personal student loan company and I asked them if I could pay them and you know take a settlement Will they take a settlement and they took the settlement and so that was a relief and so I started paying off those credit cards slowly um, but I used you know certain extra income that was coming in to do so so I had to create supplement in income I am just you know thankful for the little education that I got but I'm thankful more so from the for the experience. Whereas I can share what what I went through and what I did to bring myself, you know, out of um, financial debt. Don't get me wrong, I'm still there. I have a home, so I'm still paying, you know, I'm still paying the the mortgage company, um, and I have um, a new car because I totaled one. And so, but yet the interest I was smart. The interest rate is low because I went through the credit union anyway um and I have created certain avenues where I have not just you know one savings account but I I have two because I I have a savings account for emergency 
as far as household is concerned, I have a savings account for what I call miscellaneous emergencies. Um, I have um, a, a stock trading account, um, you know, because I'm also trying to, you know, leave some some funds for my grandsons should anything happen to me. And so today, I just want to share with you guys, if you can, coming up these the uh, second Monday and the fourth Monday of June, which is June 14th and June 28th, it's going to be part one and part two of financial literacy with um, financial strategist Donna Gorman. And I want you guys to just soak in, you know, what she has to to offer. Um, I believe, you know, she's going to give us some unknown financial nuggets. (laughs) Um, So she's going to give you, you know, some savings tips. But I want to encourage, you know, you guys to, to step back, take a look at your finances. It may, some may look a little bleak, but what, think about what you can do to, supplement your income what can what can you create that you know someone else might like you know um I one of my supplement is 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 a travel agency um I don't talk about it much but you know people know that I'm a travel agent my it's it's out on google so I get clients I get customers so I I have a um a travel company that's one supplement of income you know so just you know think about it what what skills what talent what gifts do you have that can bring in what they call the dough (laughs) anyway so I want to encourage you guys to look watch us catch the two episodes that's coming up on YouTube this month in June and let us prepare, you know, let us pair, let prepare, let us plan for our financial future. Not just, you know, our, our regular future, but we have to think about our future, relational future. So, you know, professional future. So why not financial future, you know? Anyway, thank you guys for joining me today. I, I hope that um, what I've said has inspired you, has in has encouraged you and don't forget drop me a note drop me a note and you can drop me a note by recording a message and you just might hear your message on um, one of our episodes Um, I do have a dear sister who tends to do that for me so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to include her her um, her message in the episode that she she spoke about so if you have savings tips, um, if you're struggling with, you know, um, how to save, if you're struggling with how to budget, I am going to see if I can get my dear friend, um, Allison, um, who is the founder and creator of um, Friends with Budget. She has been such an awesome tool. I'm going I'm to say tool or um, <laughs> she's been an awesome, awesome um help with me assistance with me as far as you know making a real true budget um, this year so I'm I'm on a financial kick what about you guys all right thanks for listening and I will see you guys on the next episode of the mama goose show
Okay. So today's Mama Goose Nugget. Oh, you didn't think I was going to forget, did you? Mm-hmm. So your MGN for today is this. Fail to plan. Plan to fail. And that goes for your finances as well. Create a budget. And once you create that monthly budget, go ahead and see if you can create a budget for the a, a what I call a quarter for every three months. And be mindful of this, where it says in Romans 13a, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Oh, no man, lest you become his slave. Welcome to a new episode of the Mama Goose Show. Today's title, What Are We Teaching Our Children, may be a bit long. Um... And it actually took me back to my childhood and kind of made me rethink some things that occurred when, when I was growing up. But I came across an Instagram post of this young black child um, smoking a blunt and holding a, a, a pistol was sitting in his lap. And you can actually tell that, well, to me, looks like he's done it um, before. But what occurred to me was, you know, is this what we're teaching our children, right? Where where were the, the parents? Uh, was the parent the one that took the picture? Um, did they stage this? I don't know, but it was it was very disturbing. But I I thought for a moment and I remember now this is just my childhood. I'm not saying that this happened in your childhood, but um it took me back to growing up in the projects. And I grew up in the projects on the west side of Atlanta, and they were called Herndon Homes. Um, you know, and I won't say every weekend, but every now and then, you know, my mom and and dad and uh, other family members would gather together, play cards, listen to music, and drink. Um, And back then, I remember these uh, little small, I believe they're like eight, six ounces of beer that they used to drink. And I recall a couple of times where, as a child, I was actually not given a whole beer, but was either given some in the beginning or was giving what was left over. And I thought, well, that wasn't right either. You know, we were being introduced to the taste of alcohol at an at a early age. And so, you know, here again, what are we teaching our children? 
And to just fast forward, you know, today, in today's time, because back then we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have Facebook, you know, we didn't have social media to to take pictures and then better yet, our parents was wise enough not to put those instances on camera. You know, there I don't recall any pictures of us staging as we were as if we were smoking or drinking. You know, but today it's like everybody's putting all of their business on social media. So what are we teaching our children? You know, um, and and granted, I have a grandson, and I try my best to be a great example to him. Can I do some things better? Of course. You know, I, I'm human, but for the most part, I teach him to do what's right. You know, what's right in in the eyes of of God. You know, we are we are so inclined to. You know, tell our children, do what I say, you know, and, and not do what I do. But we all know that 90% of the time, our children do what they see us do. And so we have to take some time to to think about exactly what are we teaching our children? What are we allowing them to put into their spirit? You know, are we... Are we governing or covering or thinking about the music that they listen to? You know, because think now, I can go deep with music, come on, because, you know, music has a a heavy influence on our emotions. You know, music can make us happy, music can make us sad. Do we think about the music that we allow our children to listen to? Do we think about the books that they are reading? I have watched a few Harry Potter's uh, movie. I won't say I've watched all of them. Um, And as I think about it, you know, being a a believer, I don't want my grandson reading those books because they teach witchcraft. Even though they teach, you know, that uh, there's some good witchcraft and there's some bad. Witchcraft is witchcraft, just like sin is sin. Come on now. Are we watching the movies that they, you know, watch? What are we teaching our children? And I'm, I'm guilty as a, as a parent, you know, as a single parent. I, I can trust and say that um, I have done some things that my, son, my, my sons have, have witnessed that I'm not proud of, you know. If I could do things over. You know, would I make a better decision? Of course, because I know better. You know, they say, if you know better, you're supposed to do better. Well, that's a prayer for me. You know, I always pray, Lord, if I know better, help me to do better. (laughs) Anyway, but what are we teaching our children? Let's think about that for a change. Because I posted right after that picture, another picture. Now, the second picture I posted was actually a repost from someone else. 
and it was a, a picture of a gun that came with the the quote or or a comment or caption um, that said before you use this something to the point where like you know take some time to think about it because if you use it behind bars is where you'll spend the rest of your life and so my thought with that was the picture before the young baby that was pictured smoking and and holding the gun is this where we're going to lead our kids to our young men to you know is is are we saying that this is the end for them that prison is the end for them that death is the end for them come on no we have to start paying attention to the things that we allow our children even ourselves to put into our spirit we have to guard our gates i've said it before on here, guard your gates, guard your eye gates, guard what you watch, guard what you hear, guard what you read, guard the words that come out of your mouth because your words bring life or death. Speak life over yourself, speak life over your children, speak life over those you encounter. But let's get back to paying attention to the things that we allow our children to partake of. Hey, one of my strongest things is the music because I know that music has a, a real effect on the things that we, we think about, on the things that we do. It does. I mean, it is what it is. There are studies about music. But I didn't realize that growing up. I didn't realize that as a parent. But I know now. I know different. 